Hey guys, welcome to Psychology Hacks. If you like what you hear, be sure to like and subscribe and share with your friends. Now, I'm sorry I've been away for a minute. The reason I haven't been posting this last week or so is because I've actually been doing a lot of research. And I found a lot of really interesting things, a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. But the thing is, it was a lot of like interesting things here and there. There wasn't any consistency. I was having a hard time piecing it together and figuring out how I can make it practical to a daily life situation. And that's what I do in this podcast. That's the whole point of it is that I know a lot of people are interested in learning psychology, but what sets this apart is that you don't have to sit through a bunch of theory and like all these experiments and whatnot. I can give you these quick practical tips that you can use today. Like if you're listening to this on the way to work, you will have a new skill that you can work on today when by the time you get there. And so that's the value that I'm trying to add to you guys. That's why I don't take a lot of time to like, uh, list out all of the different studies and papers and books and whatever else that I've used as a a, a source. I don't, I don't try to dive too deep into that. I also don't get too caught up in the weeds of like the abstract theory because I want this to be something that you can use today. So if I'm away for a minute, if it takes me a while to post, it's probably because I'm doing that research and I'm trying to actually condense it down. Uh, either that or I'm just in the middle of a bender. But you know, in this case, I was actually, I was doing the research, I was doing the right thing. I was displaying a high level of conscientiousness, which is uh, a word that I recently learned how to pronounce. I've been able to read it, but I I never was, I was always too scared to try to say it because I knew I would stutter. So I spent like 20 minutes before this show practicing saying it, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, why it's important. But let's get right into it. Today we are talking about the six major dimensions of variation that predict human behavior. They're pretty consistent across your lifetime. Uh, if you really want to change any of them, you can if you actually put in the work and you use the right strategies. But typically, if you don't really try to change something, uh, you're not going to. These are personality traits. This is pretty stable, right? And understanding what these are and understanding what goes into each one gives you a leg up for a lot of reasons. For one, it helps you just sum people up pretty quickly. It can help you to evaluate them and kind of figure out where they stand and what they're likely to do and how they're going to react to different situations. It's good because this is actually how we display a lot of our qualities in terms of attracting a partner uh, for either passing on our genes or if we just you know want to build a tribe. Like, What kind of people are we going to have around us? What kind of people are going to be romantically interested in us? Usually they're going to be uh, about the same rating-ish in this um, little scale that we're about to talk about. They're, they're going to be pretty similar. Because that's just, uh, we, we attract people that are like us. We like people that are like this. So let's talk about the central six and how to use them. So the first one is general intelligence. And this is essentially your IQ. I'm going to steer away from saying IQ though, because people have been contesting the validity of IQ and how stable it really is and how well it actually predicts certain things and how, well, you know, your general intelligence, it doesn't, um, it doesn't predict how socially intelligent you are per se. Just because you do well on an IQ test doesn't mean that you're gonna be smart with a practical day-to-day things. So we're, we're just gonna use it as a general sense of how smart you are in general, general intelligence. Can't say the word enough. So, and this is absolutely something that you can improve. Your IQ score, you can study for a long time and your IQ score might not go up very much at all, uh, but you can absolutely make yourself much smarter so it's not it's not a exactly proportional thing, but the smarter you are, the better. 
general intelligence is the absolute biggest factor when predicting future success. And that, when you think about it, it really makes sense because you're gonna be able to utilize the resources you have better. You're more likely to learn what you need to learn and much quicker and to be able to, to use that uh, than people that are of lower intelligence. So that's number one. Number two is openness. Now, first of all, hold on. For general intelligence, general intelligence is kind of a standalone thing. So this is one of the dimensions, but it's a little bit different because with everything else, uh, everything else is more of a personality-based thing. Your intelligence is something that's not, it's not really personality-based. So it's a little bit different. So number two is openness. And this is how open you are to new ideas, new cultures, um, new people, stuff like that. Uh, having a lot of openness kind of implies that you're more emotionally sensitive. It, it kind of means that you're going to be a little bit more ready to accept new ideas. So if you compare, say, an entrepreneur um, in the technology industry who's constantly looking for new ideas and trying to innovate and change things up, that person's going to be a lot more innovative than an accountant who's pretty much going to do the same thing, exactly the same for the rest of their lives, uh, work-wise anyway. So that's, that's one way to look at it. And here's the big word that I have a hard time saying, conscientiousness, um, conscientious bystander, whatever. So high conscientiousness, essentially what this is, is like how likely are you to fulfill your duties? So like, do you show up to work on time? Uh, do you keep your workspace clean? Do you keep your house clean? Do you take care of your pets? Do you take care of your kids? Uh, what's your work ethic like? Uh, how much time and effort do you put into maintaining your social connections? Stuff like that. So somebody that has a lot of conscientiousness, they probably don't have a whole lot of ambition, but they probably really take care of the details and they might not venture outside of their comfort zone a lot, but you can pretty much guarantee like their house is well kept, their, their, their yard is always mowed, um, their, their partner is always taken care of, their kids are always fed and have, are clean, whatever. And then we get into number four, which is agreeableness. I forgot how to count for a second. Agreeableness, I, I'm not gonna spend too much time on this one. This is basically how, how, how do you treat other people? Like, are you a jerk or are you usually pretty nice? As a rule of thumb, again, this is, this is, this is average stuff and all of these are a spectrum. So we're gonna talk about that in a second. But agreeableness, uh, if, you know, if, if you're upset, like how able are you to get past that emotion and to be able to talk to people in a nice way, essentially? So you can, let your imagination run wild with that. Number five, stability. Stability, this is especially emotionally stability. So it, after this last year with the, the quarantines and the shutdowns and the restrictions on people's jobs and all this other nonsense, having a high degree of stability was super important. And it, it became obvious very quickly who was emotionally stable and who was not. And who was in the middle um, and you know, I'll be honest, I had, I had some bad days, I had some good days. So I was stable sometimes and then I would think about something else and I'd be unstable in a minute. So again, this is a general thing. This is, you know, as a rule of thumb kind of deal. But don't forget, rules are much like thumbs and the idea that they're meant to be broken. So how emotionally stable are you? This is the fifth and then the sixth is extroversion. So how outgoing are you? How, um, you know, I don't think I need to spend a lot of time on that if you're introverted or extroverted. This is something that's pretty much beaten to death in the psychology talk community. So let's talk about this a little bit more and why it's important and how we can use it. So first of all, the higher up you, the higher your score on each of these aspects is, uh, the more likely you are to be successful because this has to deal with how you 
treat other people, how you communicate, how you go through life. So you probably don't know anybody that has a super high score in all of these. They're probably like the people that are super intelligent, really open to ideas, who are uh, very good dealing with people in multiple different ways, and they're very emotionally stable and outgoing and ready to take opportunities. Those people are usually so successful so quickly that you don't really get a chance to kind of know them as well, which kind of sucks because you don't have their uh, them as a role model as much. But the good side of that is that you, now you know what aspects of myself do I need to work on. So this takes you away from the traditional idea of, well, you got to go to school. You got to get a college degree and work hard for 20 years before you get to middle management. Now, that's stupid. Like you, you work on these certain aspects of your personality and the way that you treat other people, how smart you are, how able are you to utilize the resources in your environment? What kind of skills do you accumulate? And especially the social skills. So that's what this is talking about. Remember that we we kind of use this as a signal to attract certain people into our lives. So if you're looking for a romantic partner and you want someone who is of a certain caliber, if they're, they live their life a certain way, it kind of makes sense that you also have to be about the same as them in certain values. Now, like personal preferences, like what TV shows you watch, that doesn't really matter too much. But in terms of being, say, conscientious, if you're a complete slob and you want somebody that's very uh, neat and orderly, you guys are going to have a really hard time living together, right? And I'm not saying it can't be done, but I'm saying that if, if you're way off on all of these different dimensions, you're probably not going to be able to stay with each other very long. So the more you can improve yourself in these areas, it gives you something to focus on. Like now you know, okay, well, agreeableness, how do I, how do I be more agreeable? Well, maybe I could learn to control my temper better. Then you work on that for a while. Then you go on to something else. And the thing is, when we use this as a way to evaluate other people, which it can be a great way to kind of categorize people and kind of understand how is this person going to react to something? Uh, how do I deal with this person? Just understand this. Yes, you can use this to size somebody up very efficiently. However, we naturally change the way that we present ourselves based on different situations. If you remember the episode on the correspondence bias, I go into depth on this. But right now, let's talk about if you're at work, uh, you may be much more agreeable at work than you are, say, with your kids. Because if you yell at your boss and lose your temper with him, you're probably going to get fired. But you can kind of yell at your kids a little bit and they can't really fire you as a parent. Unless you're just extremely disagreeable to the point where they get the police involved. But at that point, I, I think you have bigger problems. So we naturally kind of change up the way that we present ourselves because each of these is it's on a spectrum. So if you're super stable, maybe on some days you're not so stable. But then on some days you're in a really good mood and you're really positive. And no matter what happens, you kind of just shake it off and you can deal with a lot more based off of your, your mood, right? And if you're trying to attract a romantic partner, it's not a bad thing necessarily if you are, say, low on the extroversion scale. Like if you're an introvert, that's not a bad thing, right? Now, it might be a bad thing if you're trying to get with somebody who is extremely extroverted or if you're in a work environment where everyone else is an extrovert and you're kind of the odd person out because you don't like talking to people. So it would pay you to be able to learn to be a little bit more extroverted but if you're looking for like a long-term romantic thing, you probably want to just find somebody who's low on that scale. Now, again, being low on any of these except for intelligence is not a bad thing. That's just your personality. You might not be a very stable person, but you are super agreeable and you know open to all sorts of awesome things and you're just a great person. You're just not very stable. 
Okay, that's fine. That's something that people can learn to deal with. But once again, intelligence is kind of the standalone thing. You, you, there's never really a good time to be unintelligent. But we're going to change the way that we present ourselves in different situations. I can think of a lot of bosses who are complete jerks until their bosses come in and then they're super agreeable, right? So understand that just because somebody's acting a certain way now doesn't mean that they're always that way, okay? It's a great way to evaluate people, but don't put them in a box and don't fall victim to the confirmation bias and assume that no matter what happens, they're always going to do the exact same thing. Like, for example, uh, looking at what people buy what they do is a great way to kind of evaluate them because essentially and we're going to talk about this more in another podcast but essentially everything that people do is a way to signal something to other people so the clothes we wear that says something about our personality the music we listen to that says something about our personality so for example if someone drives a mustang you might think that they're just an asshole and that's what they're trying to signal to everybody because typically that's true however they might be completely broke and somebody gave them that car and that's the only car that they can have because they can't afford one right now. And that doesn't say anything about their personality, right? So don't assume that just because they drive that, that they are an asshole. You have to look for more evidence than one thing. But as a rule of thumb, looking for the things that they buy, the things that they do can be a great way to kind of place them on the scale. If you want to know where you're at on the scale, it's the, the BFI TAC 10 scale. It's a short questionnaire. It's only 10 questions and it's very accurate. It's very accurate in sizing up where you fall onto all of these. And the more you use this, the more it helps you send the correct signals out to other people. So let, let's say that you're a very agreeable person, but you don't know how to show it and you don't realize that you're actually doing things to push people away. And you want to realize, hey, you know what? I'm a super nice person. I need to start showing that to people. How do I send that signal out? So then you fixate on that agreeable, on that agreeableness side of things and you work on attracting those people into your life all right so i hope you guys find use to this go out there try to use it as a self-improvement tool because you can take this and, and instead of reading like some motivational speaking kind of nonsense and like okay well yeah i want to get better i want to prove myself but how well you focus on these six areas if you get really good in these areas and you master these you're going to go much further. They are going to be able to take you very far in life. They're going to be extremely useful to you. And also, again, it's a good way to size up other people. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Be sure to come back soon. Listen to more. I've got more on the way. Again, doing a lot of research, so it might be another couple days before I get anything out there. But it is coming. It will be good. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.